So some things in life are always worth the struggle. They are always worth the effort and always worth going the extra mile. And I'm asking you, what things are those for you? Because those are the things that will keep you grounded. Again, pleasure combined with responsibility. You can feel pleasure and remain level-headed at the same time. Your New Year's resolution will, however, never come to be if they are rooted in a feeling of have to and obligation. Because the moment you feel obligation, it means you can't keep up the motivation because you've already outgrown it, the results it promises. It's near to impossible to stay motivated for things that have little to no emotional value to you. You have immense capacity to endure hard stuff if you truly believe that the result, the progress you will make, will let you grow. Salut mon ami, I'm Nick Schultesig, the founder of A Home Worth Having, where I design, coach and consult successful high performers who lost their zest and passion to make a significant change in their life. I'll show you how to walk away from guilt and regret towards deliberately designing memories filled with intention and curiosity. At A Home Worth Having, we simplify almost everything in your life so that you'll have the time and space to explore what tickles your enthusiasm, your joie de vivre. And on this podcast, we talk about all things concerning belonging and how to design a home and life that refuses to be labeled a second best choice, no matter where you are in the world. Come on in, bienvenue, and feel free to get inspired. The Days Between the Years. In German, we refer to the days between Christmas and New Year's that short little week of December 26th to December 31st as the days between the years, because it feels like this week is suspended from everything, suspended from the stress that has just passed and the new year that has not yet started. Because it's true, most people try to finish dealing with the current year before the holidays so that we can actually have a Christmas in peace. And since the majority of people is not going back into the office before the new year, there's not much to do. The new year is not yet here and we don't need to feel the obligation to actually step into action just yet. So the days between the years are like a vacuum, like a limbo between two really busy, hectic worlds. And that limbo doesn't feel scary to me, but actually really inviting. It's inviting me to just sit and observe. Observe myself with curiosity, just as I would if I was really suspended, like in a zero-gravity chamber. I would still be me in my body, but I would be weightless. And that is bizarre. So the days between the years feel weightless to me, and I love them for it. And this year, that feeling is only enhanced by the fact that on top of all the regular end-of-year stress, I also had to fight COVID, which is why I'm sounding like I sound right now. So not only have I had the regular December stress iceberg to climb, 
you know what I'm talking about, that iceberg built out of all the things that life needs us to deal with, the traditional, the societal, and the completely unnecessary but self-imposed stress of how I want this year to end. So I had all that, but with the additional negative, quote-unquote, negative cherry on top of literally having to physically fight stupid COVID yet again. And I know I'm not alone, because many people faced exactly the same thing. So here's a round of compassion to all of us. (sighs) It's okay. We are okay. But now that Christmas is over and now that the new year is still at an arm's length away and now that I'm past COVID, like today I feel really for the first time like myself again and now that my body is coming back to its senses and feels more able, my mind is doing the same. My mind is normalizing and coming to its sense of control. And with this feeling of control, I'm also waking up to the ability to envision things, things that are out there that I don't have yet, but that I long for, things I can see a path to, and I know that I can get to them. In short, I feel hope. I can access my imagination and with it my inspiration, which leads me to feeling motivated and wanting to do things. So my mind is looking for pathways to get there. I'm looking for goals to achieve and goals that will feel great. Because it feels great to be in charge. And I'm making all these plans for the new year, entirely embracing the excitement that comes with it. And with excitement also comes the ability to give up that oh-so-cherished control again. Isn't that funny? As soon as I'm coming to my senses, meaning coming to feel capable and in control, I'm looking for ways on how I would be comfortable to give that very control up again. (laughs) Wow. And again, I know I'm not alone. And if you feel the same, then we, friend, we are not alone. Because during the month of December, I started a poll on LinkedIn asking what people are looking for in a new year in 2023. What I asked exactly was, if you had only two choices, which one would you choose? A, more stability for the next year, or B, more excitement and adventure for the next year. And I posted this poll once on my regular profile and then once inside a group that is for personal development and mental well-being. And the results were surprisingly, in both cases, 60-40. On my feed, 60% of the people were ready for more excitement and 40% still want more stability. In the personal development and mental health group, It was the other way around. 60% wanted stability versus 40% wanting more excitement. I was prepared for stability to be the dominant response in that group. But still, 60-40, that is not that much of a gap. Even inside a group that is all about creating more stability, the ratio is just barely 10% difference, 60 to 40 
So I feel like the tides are turning, friends. I'm pretty confident that we are on the edge of flipping from coping to savoring, and it's about time. The world is ready to flip from reacting to stress to starting to take action and create new things and seek excitement again. So here's the thing. I'm seeing a pattern. As I'm having this kind of conversation with more and more people, I realize that we all tend to visualize and categorize the events in our life on a mm, measurement scale. In our heads, we have this, let's call it a thermometer, and the intensity of our experience is being given a temperature. If it's overwhelming, the temperature is negative, and we only act to survive, and we're desperately trying to not freeze to death. Then there's everything that is pretty much average, that you know we can manage, we deal with it, and don't experience as too intense, and that is the normal, the average comfort zone. Let's call that sweater weather, with sweater temperature, so to say. Not yet really sunny, but not yet really cold, like a gray cloudy day. We can deal with gray cloudy days. And then there are those experiences that are high peak, high intensity, but exciting. Moments that feel like summer and ease and allow us to let our guard down. And those are the few summer experiences that we all think are way too short. Not enough. Way too few in our life. So many feel like life, especially in the last three years, was mostly freezing. And all we could think of was how do we survive? All we did most of the time was try to find ways to just be okay, not die, just be okay. Just get out of the cold, get out of the wind, get out of the exposure and be safe somewhere with a cozy sweater on. And only then, if we were mostly cozy, then do we have the capacity to, um, I literally heard the sentence, waste the thought on summer. How can we waste the thought on summer? It's never wasted. So only if we're mostly cozy and not freezing anymore, then we have the capacity to waste the thought on summer and thoughts on days spent in a bikini. Am I right or am I right? For the past three years, the majority of people felt like we were on the negative side of the thermometer and we need to drag all of our lives in their entity first into a neutral cozy sweater zone before we can even dream of having peak, fun, light, easy summer moments. But what if that's not the only way? What if that is the exhausting way to do it and there is another way to just generally have a better feeling, warmer feeling life? What if you don't need to have all of your life dragged out of the freezing before you can even start thinking about having summer moments? Actually, this whole metaphor of bodies in cold, cozy or hot places is just not serving us because we can't imagine splitting our body and have it be in three different spaces at the same time. So this 
kind of thinking and this kind of visualizing life makes it possible for us to come up with new ideas or with alternative scenarios of how to think better about and then therefore feel better about our lives. So we need a new picture to visualize what life is like. For the past few years, I've been diving really deep into psychology, and in particular, positive psychology. And in case you don't know what that is, let me give you the short intro. Instead of focusing on what is bad and broken and needs healing, which is regular psychology, focusing on pathologies, positive psychology instead asks, how can we make what is already good really great? Because we all have the same amount of time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks per year, etc., etc. The more time we spend feeling great, the more the goodness in our lives, that greatness helps us to suffocate the negativity. We're literally taking the air away that negativity needs in order to breathe. It's taking the oxygen away that the fire needs in order to burn. Or to say it in a thermometer example, the more time we spend in summer, the less we mind the occasional winter days. Makes sense, right? So instead of thinking yourself being a body in a space and having to exhaust yourself to heat up that big space in order for your body to feel warmer, let's just change spaces. Leave that cold space and go somewhere where it's warmer. Change space, rooms, countries, climate, whatever picture works for you. Spend more time somewhere where it's already warm. Okay, so I still need to work on my words and how to explain this, but for now, this is the picture I want you to have. Stop exhausting yourself trying to warm up the space that you've always been in with your own body heat. It's just too much work. Change the space. Go into a space that is already warmer. So here's my question to you. Where is your life already good? How could you easily take it from good to great? The idea is to spend more time in your happy place and make happy moments last longer. And yeah, don't roll your eyes at me when I say this because your happiness matters. It is scientifically proven that happiness offers a myriad of rewards, Not just for the happy person themselves, but for their family, their workplace, their community, their nation, their society. Because happiness is in fact contagious. And it's time to turn three years of contagious negativity that came with COVID into a phase of contagious goodness, happiness. It's time to elevate ourselves and the people that we care about. And here's another question for you. What does happy you look like? What would I, as someone who sees you from the outside, perceive? Some happy people may appear outwardly cheerful. Others are just transparently serene, just calm. And then others, again, are simply not available anymore. Their happiness looks like being busy and not being available for other people anymore. So tell me, friend, which of the three are you when you are happy? Are you cheerful, are you calm, or are you busy? Maybe you're all three of them. 
Because to be happy is a verb. When you look forward to the next year, to 2023, think about all the activities that get you to that state of happiness that you like the best. Because we need to step away from the phrase of pursuit of happiness, as if happiness was something that you can chase or that you have to discover. There is no one happiness for all that is hidden somewhere. But there is happiness in all of us. Happiness is absolutely self-created. It is action. So it's not the question of which experience make you happy, but which experience do you make time for to make yourself happy? There's a difference, right? And one more thing. After these last few years, it's okay to not know which activities do that, achieve that for you. Because chances are high that what used to make you happy does not have the same kick to it anymore. It is okay to not know. Because you are a different person now than you used to be. So all you actually really need to know is, do you have the bandwidth to explore? If you can't think that far, if you say like, whoa, what? I'm dealing with so much. No, then ask yourself what kind of support you need in order to create more stability. And if you do have the bandwidth, what do you need in order to really have the time and space to explore? Because it's one thing to talk about it and it's another to make it happen. Do you need to simplify your life? Do you need an accountability body? Or a guide, a support person to guide you through a process of change and making space. It's okay to not feel that same kind of joy as you used to. Or needing joy and happiness to express themselves differently to you. And it's really easy to feel like it's your fault to ask yourself, what is wrong with me that I don't get excited about this anymore? It used to bring me happiness and now it doesn't anymore. I used to get triggered and feel joy and enthusiasm in the past, and now I don't. What is wrong? Nothing's wrong with you, friend. Absolutely nothing. It just means that you have grown. I've said it in an episode a year ago or so, or maybe it was on Clubhouse, I'm not sure. But the things that you said yes to years ago, they might not fulfill you anymore. If they start to feel like an obligation instead of feeling like something that you voluntarily give your time up for, nothing is wrong with you. You've just outgrown the task and it's time to say yes to other things. I want you to embrace the idea of exploring what triggers enthusiasm now. Now that you are this older, more mature, more experienced version than you used to be. What does the new version of you need? You are next level. So it's just normal to need the next level of experience that will bring you this well-known feeling of excitement. And please note, I call it excitement because I'm the excited kind of person. But I said it before, you might be the calm or the busy person. So exchange the words you need and replace excitement with whatever triggers enthusiasm for you. So when you look now that we're in this limbo state between the years and you look towards the new year, 
consider which activities, which actions or causes fill you with pleasure when you think of having to take the responsibility to step up and make things happen for yourself. Because I know that the idea of um, pleasure, being a person that seeks pleasure, fills some people with dread. And if you connect pleasure with responsibility, then it's not something outrageous that you seek. It's more something that will keep you grounded. And maybe you have a list of resolutions. And you look at those lists of resolutions for the next year, and they also fill you with dread. You're like, you know, (laughs) it feels like an obligation rather than an opportunity. Then that resolution is doomed to fail. You don't even need to start it because you will just be disappointed because the end result of that resolution doesn't give you the emotional kick you need in order to stay motivated long time. So which area of life, which activity or cause comes with inner anticipation when you think about it? I personally like the thought of my happiness equals my responsibility. It puts the ball into my court. And as humans, we actually like to struggle. We like hurdles and challenges because they give us something to overcome. They give us something to measure our progress by. So some things in life are always worth the struggle. They are always worth the effort and always worth going the extra mile. And I'm asking you, what things are those for you? Because those are the things that will keep you grounded. Again, pleasure combined with responsibility. You can feel pleasure and remain level-headed at the same time. Your New Year's resolution will, however, never come to be if they are rooted in a feeling of have-to and obligation. Because the moment you feel obligation, it means you can't keep up the motivation because you've already outgrown the task and the results it promises. It's near to impossible to stay motivated for things that have little to no emotional value to you. You have immense capacity to endure hard stuff. Do the hard things. If you truly believe that the result, the progress you will make, will let you grow. And if it's a growth that you value, that lies within your own integrity. So I'm coming to my senses in these days between the years. I can feel hope rising inside of me. And I think you have it too. You also have the capacity. I believe you can be your own explorer, your own Indiana Jones of your own joy in 2023. The question is, do you believe it too? And what do you need to make it happen? And with this, I'm wishing you a wonderful transition from one year into the other. And I hope I hear you soon. Au revoir, c'est Nicole. All right, Chérie, before we wrap this up, if today's episode resonated with you, if you found value in it, please consider sharing it. One little click and you can send it to one person in your circle of friends that you feel they would profit from this. It makes all the difference to getting found by people just like you. And then, of course, 
a home worth having. It's all about creating belonging and the connections we crave and need with the people in our life so that we can live a rich, fulfilled, joyful, and really enthusiastic life. I hope to hear you soon again. Check out the other episodes that are already on your platform of preference. And à bientôt. Au revoir. C'est Nicole.